Well, this is quite the title. My favorite part of the week, checking the, these titles. It might be the first time we could have, well, no, 2020 happened. But Alabama sucks, which is awesome. But I figured since we're on a hard out today that we start with trivia and then we get into college football and it just ends where it ends. Uh, sure. I, I we, we can, we don't have to do that because we, we have, we have time and I don't think we're going to okay. take all the time in the world. Yeah, no, I have no not. little to no NFL thoughts anyway. So we just want to focus on college football. Cause I, I only have two trivia questions so far and I, okay. that, that to me is good enough to start the show and find a third one later. I have one question that I think is going to be impossible for you to answer, uh, but let's oh. save that for when it happens. Um, a lot happened in college football. Actually, let me pull up these standings. We'll rattle off the standings. All I was curious about was where they were going to put TCU last night. Did you find the result to be pleasing to you? Um, I mean, I think Tennessee's a better team, but TCU deserves the number four spot right now. Uh, so we got Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, top four, Tennessee, Oregon, LSU, apparently USC, Alabama, and Clemson to round out the top ten. Now the real question comes with what USC is doing above UCLA. Because UCLA is 12. They have better – they have a better defense. They have less losses – or uh, the same amount of losses. UCLA has a much harder schedule. In fact, they've beaten – Two of the teams you have in the top 25, um, and USC does not have any wins in the top 25. Their closest win, or their best win, I should say, being a three-point win against Oregon State, who just got knocked out of the top 25. I don't, I don't understand the USC one other than that. But I think the most egregious one is Alabama and Clemson being top 10 teams. I don't know. When you look at the totality of Alabama's season, they're not good. They're just not that good. Like, they're, they're, they rate so highly in most, like, categories just because they are still one of the five most talented teams just because of Nick Saban's a monster recruiter. But they're just – you look at it. Outside of the quarterback room, there's nothing there. I mean, other Will Anderson's been fine, but he wasn't, like, as generational as he was last year. Dallas Turner's fine, but he's never really – he didn't really improve. He didn't really – lose a step coming into this year. The offensive line stinks. There's not a single good receiver on this football team. Jameer Gibbs is good, but I feel like Alabama has benefited a lot in previous years from physical running backs rather than like this Alvin, Alvin Kamara type deal that Jameer Gibbs is because they look like exact carbon copies on the field. Uh, and then the defense stinks. So I, I don't understand Alabama at nine. Now you may talk a little bit more about Clemson since you had them as the best team in the country. And then hmm. Notre Dame just kindly whipped out their balls and put them on their forehead. Okay. <laughs> I have zero problem with Notre uh, – not Notre Dame. Although I do have – Oh, we can talk about that as well. Uh, I have zero problem with Alabama and Clemson being top ten teams because I don't think there are – I don't think there are that many teams better than them. In fact, uh, and this will be the hot take of the season – uh, rankings wise, I still would have had Alabama above LSU because what? Alabama's two losses, two losses are by three points in Neyland Stadium, which, by the way, they should have won that game. Now, they didn't, so they don't get credit for it. But 
they missed a field goal, a long field goal, but it was wide. It wasn't short. So that was a field goal that was capable of being made. And then two plays later, Tennessee's in field goal range. And what do you know? They win the game. So a complete shift in momentum within the last few plays of that game. And then LSU, instead of going for the tie in overtime, decides to go for two and they beat them by one. So those are two incredibly close losses where I'm more offended. That I'm not even going to bring up the Florida okay. State game because I actually think this is actually going to be another hot take. I think Florida State's a halfway decent team. So No, they're good. Losing to them is not the biggest black eye in the world. I don't like non-competitive football games. So LSU's loss to Tennessee at home, I will add that, because a lot of these losses, not all, so LSU's in a bit of an anomalous category just by losing at home. And then to lo- to get blown out, that to me is more egregious than um, Alabama. And uh, truth be told, I haven't analyzed LSU's wins a whole lot, so I'm not sure uh, outside of the Alabama game what their big statements are on their resume. But I, I am having a tough time looking past that loss that they had to Tennessee. Um, now, if, look, if they win the SEC, if they go play Georgia and they win – I will forgive it. And then I'll say, you know what, LSU, you you actually have a playoff resume even with two losses. That's fine. But it's going to take that for me. So I, to put that in perspective, I think just, and I, I guess I can kind of clarify this even further by saying that a couple weeks ago, or l- last week rather, I wouldn't have even had LSU as high as the committee did. So no, I think it, it makes, I think it makes sense to people watching the committee for LSU to be where they are because last week they were 10th. That's something mm-hmm. that I thought was kind of ridiculous to begin with. So I think in order to get on my side, you have to understand I didn't have LSU that high to begin with. So right. maybe that clarifies it a little bit, but um, losing, okay, to, losing can, to Notre Dame. Uh, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Before we even I get can to understand, Clemson, I'll let you opine on that. Yeah, I can understand that. You just didn't have LSU high enough to overtake Alabama. I, I can understand that. I have LSU. Let me pull up my top twenty-five. What would be this? Might as well. I have LSU. I LSU cracked the top ten for me. Um, but again, like I had them sixteenth last week, so I had them move up to eight. Mostly because everyone else lost, and I, I, ca- I just can't with the clear conscience look at Alabama's resume and just ma- they're not a top ten team. We'll go through the resume here in a second, but I have Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, Tennessee, Oregon, uh, UCLA, LSU, Ole Miss, Utah, USC, Alabama, North Carolina, Clemson, Tulane, uh, Illinois, Penn State, NC State, Texas, Liberty, Kansas State, UCF, Washington, Oregon State, and then at 25, Florida State. Notre Dame came in at 26 for me and others receiving votes. Um, followed by Coastal Carolina, Cincinnati, Baylor, and Mississippi State. I came back. I originally did have Notre Dame as my 25th ranked team, but you you can't lose to Marshall and Stanford at home. Those are the two worst losses in the country for a top 25 team. Uh, and then what what did they have in the Clemson game? They beat them with like 35 yards of total offense. 35 14. Yeah, I mean, like, did they have like eighty yards of total offense or like oh, eighty yards passing? Like 
Yeah, like I don't, I, I don't know, but Notre Dame ran over them. They ran yeah, for over two hundred yards. It was immediate. Like they just crushed them. Thank God for me taking Notre Dame plus four. But um, I feel like Notre Dame's close. They're just. I think we could all tell after you know the Marshall game that this just wasn't a good Notre Dame team. They're just not complete. And when Marcus Freeman at the level he's recruiting, they're going to be complete soon. They're just not complete right now. But they are very good. Like defensively, they're very good. They just don't. They don't have anything on offense. Like Michael Mayer hasn't really turned out to be much of anything. He looks like a left tackle running routes out there. Uh, they don't have a quarterback. I do like their running backs, but anyway. Michael Mayer. Whoa, whoa. Michael Mayer hasn't turned out to be much of anything. What are you talking yeah, he's about? Fine. He's fine. He's fine. Hey, he's all right. Go put his numbers up against Brock Bowers. You'll think differently of it. Well, I mean, Michael Mayer is the only weapon on that offense. I mean, he's breaking all He's good. Points. Like, he's good. He's not as great as I was led to believe. He's also oh. just – I feel like seeing him in person would be, like, so much crazier because he just looks like a, a left tackle running routes. Now, I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing for him right now. He's going to be a highly drafted player, but he's he's not – I I'd prefer Brock Bowers over him is what I'm trying to say. Well, nobody's going to hand the ball off to Michael Mayer, that's for sure. No, they do no. to him. So I, I can confirm that. All right, let me, let me pull up these stats for total receiving. All these guys say receiving. I know Michael Mayer has enough yards to be in the top 50, but they're not included. Yes, I'm looking at it right now. He has 624 oh, yards and seven touchdowns. He is actually averaging more yards per catch than he's ever had, so that's something. He's leading leading the nation as far as tight ends go. And yards per catch? Oh, I was just saying in receiving. But uh, so, no, yards to be per fair, catch. Georgia has eight like five-star tight ends. But, but your point stands. I thought one guy's just a blocker. Darnell Washington. Oh, no, that uh, dude's a house. Brock Bowers is the real t- – that guy's oh, a yeah. – Brock Bowers is a – probably the best player on that offense. I would have to agree with you on that one. But you were going to make a point before I cut you off. Oh, hey. hey, uh, hey. Oh, yeah. We, uh, so that was my argument for Alabama. Clemson, which, by the way, I noticed in your rankings, is ranked behind North Carolina, which makes absolutely no sense, uh, considering that what Notre Dame did to uh, Clemson, they also did to North Carolina in Chapel Hill. And North Carolina's played a bunch of close games against a bunch of bad teams. So Clemson, I still give them credit. I'm the only one who is giving them credit for Wake Forest and North Carolina State and and Florida State. I won't even I won't even do the Syracuse thing because, like, yeah, Notre Dame beat them and Clemson beat them. I, I don't put a whole lot of value in that we'll see maybe they, they'll crawl their way back into the rankings later but look man sitting right there is Ole Miss and maybe maybe I should even be arguing that Ole Miss shouldn't be right there but I just don't think there are that many good teams I, I don't think there are that many to choose from I wouldn't be uh so upset if you had UCLA uh maybe as the number seven team in the country uh after Oregon I I'd have to review I've been impressed with them. I wouldn't. I would certainly have them above. Well, now that I look at it, I, I would have them at seventh. Now that I think about it, so that's probably what I would do. So 
now that I uh, well, you know, I, I would take I would take a look at Alabama and UCLA and do that further for seventh, uh, and then that. work on LSU and Clemson all that after the fact. But um, yeah, welcome back. I was just talking about how I don't think there are that many good teams. Clemson, I don't think they should be beneath Ole Miss. Well, I, I guess now that that LSU is so highly ranked, I guess that Ole Miss doesn't look so bad now. Um, even though at the time we were all just waiting for them to collapse, and then they did in the second half of that LSU game. But I'm not I'm not upset at all with uh, Alabama and Clemson being ranked where they are. To be completely honest with you, I am more upset with USC. I think they yeah, should be beneath. They should be beneath all of them. Um, other ones that stand out. Yeah, I, I guess that would be it. So. My top six, I had Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, TCU, which I think is, you know, some people have Ohio State, Michigan flipped, but I think most people agree with that. I had Tennessee. Go five. either way, to be honest. Yeah. And they're, I had they're practically the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. I have Tennessee at five. And I, had, I had to scratch and claw my way to convince myself to put Oregon at six. I... I do not think that teams who get blown out should make the playoffs unless they've done something extraordinary to counteract that. And although Oregon is playing in a, a respectable Pac-12 conference, certainly relative to what they have been in previously, um, the way that they just did not belong in the same field in any aspect as Georgia in week one, and yes, I'm sorry. I still count week one as football. I do not count it as preseason football like some people like to do during this time of year. Uh, those games do count. I, I I had to basically just pick the lesser of many evils of teams that I didn't want to put at six. And so for me, it's going to be tough to put Oregon in, in um, contention for the playoffs, to be completely honest with you. But it's it's almost kind of backwards, but I'm just being completely honest here. A 12 and one Oregon team, whose only loss is Georgia, but they lost by 46. I would feel worse about that than a 12 and one UCLA team, whose only loss is okay. a 15 point loss against Oregon, because just the the I. If you lose by 46, Van, at any point in the season, that's not some giant mistake. Those are errors that I, I guess you know, we could go back to, of course, shockingly, we're going to go back to Ohio State and talk about Iowa and Purdue. Those were teams that had a, lot, had a lot of glaring errors, and they all showed up at the same time. That's not just some giant fluke that, uh, oh, my gosh, like we're, we're way better than this. Well, y- yeah, you are, but – if you get blown out, that's not just – like, really good teams don't do that. So that that's tough for me. To, I, I kind of have this glass ceiling above Oregon. I know that you're going to be upset with me for it, but I, I it's tough for me to get that image out of my head. Fair. They, they did get humiliated. I would counter with Oregon has beaten UCLA, so I would put up Oregon in over UCLA. Um, but I do, I do understand your point because good teams very rarely does a team that can and has won a national championship just get humiliated like that. 
I, I, I honestly couldn't name the last time a team got blown the hell out like Oregon did. No. I mean, at that point, we all we all declared Oregon dead at that point after week one. We all declared them dead. And not only are they playing good football on both sides of the field, Bo Nix has been awesome. And he does yeah. this every year. He does this every single year. He, he just comes out of nowhere. He's playing awesome. You're thinking, hey, maybe I should bet on him to win the Heisman. And then you never hear from him again. And then he transfers to Oregon. So it's that was based on a real story, by the way. But um, yeah, let's get into some of these games: Tennessee and Georgia. Let's talk about that one. Probably the mo- the best game of the weekend heading in, and then it turned out probably the- probably to be the most boring because although Tennessee only lost by fourteen, it felt like Georgia beat them by fifty. They were just. Hendon Hooker couldn't get anything going. Their offensive line got their asses kicked. The wide receivers couldn't get open. Uh, defensively, Tennessee's defense, which has been a massive problem all season, uh, they made Georgia's offense look like Tennessee's offense. They were just there were nobody within ten yards of some of these Georgia receivers. It, it was again. It's only a, at the end of the day, it's only a fourteen point loss for Tennessee. But it, it feels like a whole lot, hell of a lot bigger. And it feels like it should be a bigger concern. And if the rest of the teams behind what I have in the top five and what the committee has as the top five weren't awful or just weren't insanely flawed teams uh, that go beyond just Tennessee's defense, um, they that would have been a real question. But everyone else around them sucks. But I just said but twice. I, before 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 this game, what were your thoughts on Georgia? Where did you have them? Two? Yeah, behind Tennessee. I had them as the most talented team in the country and capable of okay. being the best, but I thought that Tennessee's resume had earned them the number one spot. Correct. That is the correct take. Um, I had Georgia three just because I – now here's the thing we'll talk about Ohio State in a second. I still think Ohio State is the best team in – the country, but we'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm-hmm. Let's talk about let's talk about uh, let's talk about our Notre Dame Fighting Irish versus the Clemson Tigers. I didn't realize when I'm looking at the box score now. What happened in that game? Because it was never close, was it? Like it never was like, oh, wait a minute, here comes Clemson. No, it was a bit of a slow first half. Uh, yeah. Kind of- slow and steady and then things just kind of spiraled out of control yeah he threw that what's his name threw that pick six dj um, well they both, he didn't throw a pick six he but Somebody he threw an interception pick. basically on his own 15 yard line which is virtually a pick, sure six. a pick six no, we had a different pick six that was dj ukulele and he oh. it was like it was like 90 yards Yes, that's the one I'm thinking of. Because that was a game I just kind of flipped through back and forth through. Um, I guess we'll talk about Clemson here first. So what exactly makes Clemson good? I think they have – well, if you're talking about perception-wise, I think they have good wins on their resume. If you're talking about ex- like their actual team, well, I would have told you that their defense was really good and that their front seven was awesome and had a bunch of first-round picks <laughs> on it, and they still they do. Suck. But Notre Dame ran right over them oh, to yeah. the tune of 
46, 47 carries, 263 yards, and two touchdowns. So, I the defense that I would have had for Clemson is no longer much of a defense, at least not after this game. Now, maybe they'll figure it out, but when Notre Dame went up 14 nothing, I was very, very, very confident in the result because, as you and I have talked about, with how this Clemson team, it takes them – the entire 60 minutes to score their 30 points or whatever they right. usually get. Certainly not in this game. Uh, that slow methodical style of scoring is not really conducive to coming from behind. So I thought Notre Dame jumping on them early with a 14, nothing uh, first half lead, I thought was really crucial to winning this game. And to be completely honest with you, the, uh, the 14th they scored in the fourth quarter, it, it, it didn't feel like any. It didn't feel like any skin right. off my back because the damage had been done by Notre Dame, and the game was essentially out of reach at that point. To the point where our offensive coordinator Tommy Reese came out of the press box and down onto the field to come <laughs> celebrate with the team with like five minutes left in the game. So that kind of tells you how worrisome Notre Dame was about blowing that lead because they had such a stranglehold on it, but. I still give credit to Clemson for their victories. I know that people are very quick to say, oh, the ACC's trash. I think it's mostly trash, but I do I, – I give some points for the Wake Forest, for the NC State, for the Florida State. Now, I'm giving them points because they have all three of those. If they had just one and not the – like, I get, I get on Ohio State and Michigan – because they have Penn State and then nobody else. And I, I guess Notre Dame is now becoming somewhat yeah, Notre Dame's argument. top 20 win. Yeah, I, I – and I, I usually hate this argument, but I'm going to make it anyway. And we'll, I'll, I'll talk myself either into this argument or out of it later. But Notre Dame didn't start playing good football until the North Carolina game. It just so happened that we waited Stanford. until we played a good, uh, yeah, and then we well we stopped playing good football for that game. <laughs> yeah, that was we, yeah, we, we took a, Notre Dame that game. Yeah, we uh we took a bye week from good football on that game. And but other than that, that Notre Dame against Ohio State looked like Notre Dame against Marshall and Cal. And then the the Notre Dame that you saw against Clemson that didn't show up till week four. So mm-hmm. I still I still do hold it against. Ohio State. Now, I give them a little bit of credit because they – Ohio State uh, on the line of scrimmage looked really, really good. Ohio State won the line of scrimmage offensively and defensively, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is I have no idea why you were losing heading into the fourth quarter if you were winning the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. That is a colossal error yeah, it's in Ohio show State. Up week one. Which I, we could – we could find many errors in Ohio in Ohio State, and I could. I, I, I would I won't say even, many. Uh, well, I mean, many many I, games. I have the same amount of concerns for every other team in the country as I do Ohio State at this point. Every team is has flaws. You, does that include Georgia? Yeah, they they should have lost to Missouri and Kent State. Like they and, they beat Kent State by seventeen. 17 at home against Kent State? They had if, like Ohio State beat, if Ohio State beat Kent State by 17 in the shoe, you would have been in here fucking, I don't know, 
the most anti-Ohio State fan ever, which is a damn shame from a proud Ohio State alumnus. Hey, I'll tell you what they could have done to flip me that Georgia did. If they won the national championship last year and then came in. What does last year have to do with anything? Okay, okay, okay. I'll make it more recent. If they beat Oregon by 46 in week one and then did that two weeks later, yeah, I would also say Ohio State, that was a total fluke. Yeah, just wait till Ohio State plays Oregon this year. Oh, and what and what bowl game? The Tax Slayer Bowl? Tax Slayer Bowl is still a thing. I don't know. That's just the first sponsor I could come yeah. up with. Is it was it even the Tax Slayer? Weren't they just the sponsor of a game? The Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. That's what it was. But anyway, Clemson's resume. You met, you mentioned it. I do. They agree need what? They need all three. I. It's not just one. It's not just Penn State. They the fact that they have all three of those wins collectively means something to me. That's what, that was my clarification. The three wins were Wake, NC State, and Florida State. Yes. Okay, so week one they they handled Georgia Tech. They kind of messed around with them for a little bit, but they kind of they handled them. Week two they beat Furman at home by twenty three points, which is whatever. They beat Louisiana Tech by four touchdowns, so you know whatever. Went to overtime against Wake, which is acceptable because it's at Wake and Wake's offense is really good. They beat NC State 30-20. to 20. It was a little bit worse than that, though. They should – no, NC State scored a late touchdown. I still remember that. Yes, uh, thank that, you. Yes. NC State scored a late touchdown, and it was kind of – Clemson kind of just took control at some point. Boston College, they throttled, but everyone's throttled Boston College. Florida, Florida State might be their best win because it, it was at Florida State – and they beat them worse than that 34-28 to 28 score it indicates. I, you and I had said that before. The Syracuse game was the first game where I started moving them down, which was last week, when I started their moves, their significant slide. Because Syracuse is not good. They, they never were. They were a poor man or a, a fool's 8-0 or whatever the hell they were. And they were losing to them. They bring in Kate Klubnik. Syracuse makes one of the worst – Unnecessary roughness penalties of all time to keep a oh, touchdown they had two drive, on that drive. Yes, they did. You're right about that. They had they kept the Clemson touchdown drive alive, and that's what brought Clemson back in the game. They should have lost to Syracuse, and then they get thumped by Notre or uh, Notre Dame. I, I don't know if they're outside of the NC State Wake and like they're fine wins. They're fine wins. I just don't. There's nothing really good about this team. They could lose next week against Louisville because Louisville has quietly been, like, kicking ass these past couple of weeks. Quietly. I just start – it's funny, the, the life progression of this Louisville Cardinals team. They started the season preseason with high expectations. I was one of those on their, on their train. They get smoked by Syracuse in week one, and everyone jumps off, and that's the last I hear from them until, you know, until they uh, scored uh, – Five unanswered touchdowns against Wake Forest in the third quarter. That wasn't good for Wake Forest <laughs> minus three. Uh, but anyway, Clemson has Louisville, Miami, and South Carolina left on the schedule, which they have a pretty strong chance of winning all three of those games. And somehow, my problem with Alabama and Clemson being top ten, while I think Alabama is a top six talent in the country, is – you're leaving the door cracked open, not only for a two-loss Alabama to make the playoff, which is just insanity. You're leaving the door open for this Clemson team to make the playoff, and I will fucking throw up through my eyes if I see this Clemson team 
play in any sort of bowl game than that. They suck. I'm telling you right now, I need to bring you back down to earth because you're being too optimistic. There are not enough good teams. And because, no, there isn't. I agree. So part of this is like, well, we got to pick somebody. And right. And who are we going to pick? Tulane? Yeah. Uh, yeah, my no, goodness. BCS this year. Well, hey, Tulane is going to be playing a ranked versus ranked matchup, so we will be watching Tulane yeah, football this weekend. Bullshit, um, they're not going to Tulane for game day. <laughs> Actually, that would have been a, a fantastic idea. Because they've been it's doing stupid. They've game. already been to Austin this year. They've been doing the uh, – well. Uh, if Illinois way, would have just taken care of business, they would have went to Illinois too, which is annoying. No. They, that's one of the schools they haven't been to yet is Illinois. Yeah, I'm none too pleased with uh, how that's worked itself out because I, I thought Illinois was going to be pretty I only successful. moved them down one spot, or what did I have them? No, I moved them down six spots, excuse me. <laughs> I had them I had them move from 10 to 16. I just think that was a weird game. That was, that was, I think what this Illinois team is, they're not an A-tier college football team. They're probably not a B-tier college football team. They are perfectly – good football team that's C tier C tier Jesus that you know you expect them to win a lot of games they're a really good football team but they can and they will lose a game that they absolutely should not they'll lose one to three of those games every year they're one of those teams like they're very very good they just right. they just lost two games that they absolutely had no business losing let me ask you this I got to interrupt here because I will lose this thought and I do not want to lose it okay so you said that you were upset with people leaving the door cracked for Alabama to possibly find a way into the playoffs. Yeah. Do you, do you have a problem with the door being cracked open for LSU to make the playoffs? Kind of, kind of not. I, I mean, like you said, there's not, a, there's just not enough good teams. Well, I they, have, they I have, have LSU, I have LSU rated above Alabama because LSU beat Alabama. Right, but they're both they both have two losses and they both Correct. have the exact same path. Actually, Alabama's path is a little bit harder because they need LSU to lose because LSU yeah. is actually ahead. So LSU's path to making the playoffs is to win the SEC, which means you beat Georgia. Now Alabama. Yeah. They have the exact same path, except they need Alabama to or I'm sorry, they need LSU to probably lose to Arkansas, who they should not lose to, who just lost to Liberty, by the way. Um Hugh Freeze is gonna get a massive deal with somebody. Um I, I think the time on Hugh Freeze is past and I think people are willing yeah, to admit, you know what, this is just a good football coach. We're bringing them back. Sorry. So that's probably gonna happen soon. But mm-hmm. they have the exact same path. So if you're worried about Alabama I think you actually need to be oh, I'm worried more about worried. LSU too. Okay, right. well, LSU is more realistic now. Granted, I don't think yeah, either are. of these teams are going to beat Georgia, but I don't know yeah. if you feel one team's more capable, one team's better. I probably argue Alabama would be more capable just because, again, I saw LSU get blown out at home, and I haven't seen Alabama do that despite all of their many flaws, and I fully acknowledge all of them because I haven't been thrilled with them this year. Uh-huh. But they're kind of in the same boat. I don't know. I don't know. Alabama's just not good this year. They really, like, they just really aren't. I'm not even, like, grading them on the Alabama scale. They just really aren't all that great. LSU isn't either, but like you said, we just don't have enough good teams. 
out, like I said, outside of the top five, nobody's really all that great. UCLA's mm-hmm. flawed, Oregon's flawed, LSU's flawed. Ole Miss got smoked by LSU. Utah has two losses. USC's flawed. Alabama's flawed. North Carolina's flawed. Clemson's flawed. Everyone's flawed. Yeah. Everyone except for the Buckeyes. I'll, uh, yeah, exactly. I'll throw this in, too. I, I mentioned how much I've, I've, I'm really trying to hold Oregon's loss to Georgia against them because they just lost by too many points, in my opinion, right. for me to view them the same way as all these other teams. But I, I, if, you, if you think that I'm taking it too easy on Alabama, I will say, for as, mu- as hard as I'm being on Oregon, the reason I could not put Alabama above them, and I, you bet I wanted to, I couldn't do it because Alabama's wins didn't look good enough to me. So I fully acknowledge that despite the fact that they've had some close losses, they've had a lot of close wins. Yeah, they have. That's not really what I'm looking for out of a team like, that I want in my top six. So I, I gave the leniency to Oregon there because their wins have been pretty good. Their loss mm-hmm. has been horrible, but right. Alabama hasn't had that. So I wanted to clarify. I, I certainly noticed that, and I, I have a lot of questions about their team as well. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Alabama because I wanted to go through their resume. Okay, so week one beat Utah State 55 nothing. We think business as usual. Week two, that 20 to 19 game against Texas, which probably is their best win of the season, to be honest. Uh, it was at Texas. They had to kick a late field goal to win. Bryce Young had to make an unbelievable play to put him in field goal position. By and the, the way, refs Bryce didn't Young, call a hold on the right tackle. Correct. And by the way, Bryce Young is still very, very, very good. Yeah. Um, they they escaped that game. Probably lose if Quinn Ewers plays, but it is what it is. They escaped. That's best one of the season. Next week they throttle UL Monroe. That's cool. And then they throttle Vanderbilt. And then the Arkansas game, they kind of messed around with them. Uh, Stroud got or not Stroud. Uh, Bryce Young got hurt, and then they they pulled away late in the fourth quarter. But they they messed around with them too longer than they should have. The Texas A and M game came down to the final play. They, sh- they shouldn't have lost, but it came down to the final play. Tennessee, they just lost. Their, their, their defense just got crushed. Uh, they beat Mississippi State 30-6, to but it was worse than that. And then they lose to LSU. So their resume is just not good. It just – we are – Alabama is a top-10 team because they are Alabama. That is the only reason they are a top-10 team. Uh, mostly. Mostly the case. I would say eighty-five percent of the reason. Uh, I, I, I mean, like, I wouldn't even know what percentage is going on. But okay. if we took, let's let's take Alabama's roster, their full roster, and put it in UCLA's body, where would UCLA be ranked right now? If we gave um, them the same and the same schedule as UC, as Alabama had, where would UCLA be ranked? You're not gonna believe me when I say this. Twenty second. No, I'm not. I'm not entirely positive about that because. Oh. Be, when here, and you're gonna think I'm kidding, but I'm dead serious because the mock drafts have a bunch of Alabama players in the first round, and if those guys had UCLA names next to that or UCLA logos next to their names in all the mock drafts, UCLA's preseason ranking would have been sky high too. And you know that this is all reliant on preseason rankings. Oh yeah, it always is. The, these these voters are too proud of themselves. They stick to what they know, and then they grade on the sliding scale. That's what it is. If if 
UCLA had the number one. If they had basically the two best draft picks in the country, one as an edge rusher, one as a quarterback, they would be given long leashes too. Oh, I'm glad but, you mentioned the quarterback. Where does Hendon Hooker rank in all this? All this quarterback nonsense. I, well, first of all, I have no idea why so many people are just writing him off after one bad game. I Look, I get it. You want your Heisman moments to be in the biggest games. And right. this was the biggest regular season game because now we know Georgia's better than Alabama. So, And this was on the road, so it was tougher. So yeah. this was the biggest test for Hendon Hooker. But I don't think one game where you fall short is no. just got to write off your resume. So I still have Hedden Hooker number one. And mm-hmm. I, I, I hate to do it this way because for me, um, it's more about like – it's, it's more about the hierarchy of your opponents. So right. Georgia, I know that they played them as their ninth game of the season, but they would Georgia would really be number one in the Heisman, um, I guess, analysis for Hendon Hooker because they were the biggest game. So you would actually put them first. So and what, what C.J. Stroud would do, you'd probably put Northwestern, what, like last or almost last? last. Very much last. He got out so, the leading passer in the Ohio State Northwestern game was whoever Northwestern's quarterback was. He had seventy nine yards passing. Yeah, basically. So you would get you would have to comb through a lot of success before you get to that Northwestern game as far as the pri- the Heisman priorities for CJ Stroud. So right. I, I that's kind of how I view this. But I will say this as well. It's kind of weird for me to have Hendon Hooker above CJ Stroud heading into this week. And then have them both play like that and then say, all right, C.J. Stroud's now the Heisman favorite. What? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. So, Yeah, nobody wants to win it this year. Uh, yeah, and – It's going to end I up had, being like Blake Corum. Blake Corum's going to win it. Well – He might. He's really good. He's the best running back in the country at this point. Yeah, but Maybe. so is Donovan Edwards. Like, I don't think eh. – it, it's a little bit weird to me to have the Heisman Trophy winner be someone who is so close to the second string on his own team. Does that make sense? Yes, but that's not his fault. Blake Corum is as good as he can be. Donovan Edwards is also really good. All right, that's that's fair. And, and everybody, but I understand running, what you're saying. Everybody's also doing running back rotation, so that's yeah. part of the reason that running backs don't win anymore is because they're all rotating, which is mm-hmm. fine. That's just you know the way the world nowadays. And there are four receivers, so it's tough for a receiver to win because there's just more receivers on the field to catch balls. So that's, mm-hmm. I guess, part of the and, – and laziness from media. I'm never going to get rid of that. I will certainly never rule out media laziness, which is just one more reason that quarterbacks typically win this award. And, um, you know, I say this basically a year and a half after Devontae Smith won the Heisman. But I he – was, He was the runaway that year. Yeah, remember they had yeah. Trevor Lawrence up well, there hey. for whatever reason. Uh, that was a that was a career achievement award. Although yeah, before he third. got COVID, he they, before he got COVID, people had him as the Heisman finalist, and then basically yeah. simultaneously he got COVID and Jalen Waddle broke his leg. So Devontae Smith said, "I will do both of our jobs for us in one body." Right. Was it Mac Jones or Kyle Trask who came in third? 
Mac Jones came in third, and then Kyle Trask. That's came right. Third. I remember that was outrageous that Trevor Lawrence was there and Kyle Trask was not. Uh, what do you mean there? At the Heisman. The Heisman. They, they, all, all four of them made it. Oh, they, they all. Oh, yeah, that's no, right. It was, really it, it was, Harris, anyway. it was yeah. Najee Harris who got left out. He didn't. He was not a part of it. Yes. Yes, that's right. That's right. Which I bet on was Florida team so many. Really times. silly because. That, that, I, I didn't. Right. I didn't know what that was all about. All right. Uh, let's talk la- about this, uh, Ohio I got Northwest. one more thing. Okay, oh, oh. Before we get to Ohio State Northwestern, I would love to spend time on that because. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I have complained many times to my friends, and I would love to hear from a different perspective. We have one thought. All right, but we'll get to that. We'll tease that because we are the Buckeyes talk. All right. If TCU loses at Texas, okay, Texas's ranking is two spots above Notre Dame. Notre Dame's at home. Notre Dame beat Clemson at home. Texas, let's say they beat TCU at home. Okay. So TCU and Clemson both have the same record. They both lost on the road. They both lost to teams that are kind of closely ranked to one another. I know what you're going to make me do, lost, and I don't want to do it. They both lost to three to three lost teams. Texas has three losses. Notre Dame has three losses. Yes. So it's kind of sounded like TCU and Clemson are uh, having similar resumes. And let me add this to the mix. I'm pretty sure I will. I would allow me to double check this so I don't say something that's incorrect. And I double checked it, and it is correct. And, and part of this whole thing about about who's ranked where, it's just it's kind of when your tough games fall on your schedule, right? Because I, I gave Michigan the upper hand over Ohio State. Uh, well, I, I I still give it to them just by the eye test for me. But I after that because of that Penn State game. But the Michigan played Penn State first, so they had the upper hand on Ohio State because that's the only other competitive team in the Big Ten East. So yes, all it's all kind of that's kind of why I lean toward Clemson because they had some of their tougher games earlier on and they passed all those tests. Now everybody in the Big Twelve who we thought was awesome outside of TCU, everybody in the Big Twelve has three or more losses. Mm-hmm. So. If we want to talk about how the ACC is garbage, I would like to bring up the fact that the Big 12 appears to be garbage. And if you want to talk about, well, you, uh, I don't know, but we've known the ACC is garbage. You know, we knew that last year. We've known that the past handful of years. It's just been Clemson and everybody, and now Clemson's part of the garbage. Well, uh, we've known for the past handful of years that outside of Oklahoma, the Big 12 is garbage, and now Oklahoma is part of that garbage, and now TCU appears to be a risen above it. So, Texas is about a touchdown favorite at home against TCU. Yes. If TCU and if Clemson have identical resumes next week, what are you going to do? Because you seem like a big fan of TCU and you seem like not a big fan of Clemson, but they're going to be very similar. Um, here's the thing about TCU. Uh-huh. Here's the thing about TCU. I think the numbers up to five straight games they played in where they injured the opposing team's starting quarterback. Oh, even worse. Uh, in the case of Kansas State, they injured Adrian Martinez and then Will Howard, who is better than Adrian Martinez. And I can't believe Kansas State started Adrian Martinez last week when that could have been a double winner on my win totals last week if Kansas State won because I'm one win away from Kansas State cashing and one loss away from Texas cashing. So that was very annoying. 
However, <laughs> I had a bet on Kansas or uh, Texas or the over, Jesus, to win, to hit, and that's it. Here's the thing about TCU. I already said it. Again, it would really – I would give the slight lean to TCU because I trust their offense. Their defense has life. Just It's not as talented as Clemson, certainly, but their defense has life, and I trust that offense. So I would lean TCU. But when TCU loses, they're kind of on borrowed time right now. I just respect the undefeated record. I respect teams that find a way to do it. All right, I guess I'll uh, talk about them. I'll accept that answer, but all I'm saying, if you think if if you're upset, oh, Clemson's Clemson's not a top ten team. Clemson's not a top ten. Clemson's just bad. Clemson is just not a good team. I'm telling you, TCU is going to look a lot like them next week. Is all I'm saying. I agree. TCU is not that great either, but they have made it this far. They are beating these teams. All right, we'll see. And again, that's all. That's all predicated on the fact that Texas wins that game. Maybe they don't. We'll see what happens. But, I think they all right. do. All right, continue. Ohio State, you have, if, you have a if, thought? You have one thought. I want to hear it. If the rumblings about Quinn Ewers having a hand, right-hand injury are false. Um, my one thought about Ohio State. For a team with a dynamic one-two punch at running back, like all these announcers are telling me, they don't run the ball that well. They... First of all, they've been hurt all year. Their running backs have been hurt. Mayan Williams went for 4.3 yards per carry, 111 yards last game. They ran, As a team, they ran for 207 total yards, 5.9 yards per carry. C.J. Stroud had a 44-yard run. That kind of swung the averages in Ohio State's favor. The offensive line is – the offensive line's good, but for whatever reason, they just don't – they just can't generate a push. Ohio State's not running the ball, and I feel like that's – one of the strengths, Ohio, as silly as it is to hear, Ohio State's one of their biggest strengths is they've been able to run the ball effectively the past couple of years. Past fucking 10 years since Carlos Hyde was there. <laughs> they've been able to run the ball, and that's what opens up the passing game. They're not doing that this year. I, I, don't, I don't know if players are hurt. I, I don't know if Ohio State even cares about these games, to be honest. That's, the, that's my one concern with this team. If they do not figure out how to run the football, Georgia is going to win by 30. It's just – that's my one concern. I They should have beaten Northwestern a little more handily than that. They should have been able to stop the run at certain moments better than they did. But they played in a fucking hurricane. So I'm willing to give them like a, a bit of a pass for the offensive performance. I mean, Stroud wasn't good. What was he supposed to do? Well, here's what he's not supposed to do. Throw the football. And you know who keeps making him throw the football? I swear. Brian Day. I'll tell you what. If Brian Day goes to the NFL next year, I don't think I would care. <laughs> Ryan Day and... Give me Lane Kiffin. Yeah. No no joke. I mean, Buckeye that would be such an obvious downgrade, but that would be so funny for me that I kind of want that to happen. Well, we'll see what happens, but look, it's just, and it's not just me who's the noted Buckeye hater. It is Buckeye fandom alike. Many. Who, every time Ryan Day calls a play, 
everybody disagrees with it. Everyone's saying when, whenever it's, it's a situation where Buckeye fans think a run's coming, he throws. And then C.J. Stroud's forced to throw in a double coverage because there's a, he's about to get sacked or, you know, just no one's open or it's windy and you got to – it's a mucky game or whatever. And, and he's having – He's having Mayan Williams run the ball, as you mentioned. By the way, and I, I I saw some people praising this guy last year, which was bogus to me, who hadn't done a thing. Uh, but that big guard recruit, Donovan Jackson, is constantly getting beat. 74. I don't know if it, I don't know if anybody else has noticed this. Maybe it's just convenient that the plays that I see, uh, he's getting beat, but he looks like a weak link. Point being, yeah, I, w- I am. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. If- I wouldn't go that far. But I mean, he's young, so I'll give him a minute. But yeah, okay. Point being, Ryan Day is uh, basically like counteracting everything that Ohio State fans think is going to come in a big spot with the play calling. Uh, he just does the opposite, and. Great on him for being able to recruit. Great on him for assembling a coaching staff that's going to be able to re- be able to recruit really well. And those that talent's going to come. And it man, it used to be that everybody. It used to be just, it used to just be Ohio State was the best of best of Ohio, and now it's the best of the country, and they recruit from everywhere, and that's great. But X's and O's wise, Ryan Day makes me scratch my head a lot. That's what I'm, that's all I'm saying. Yes, he does. He's he's not good. He's just not. I don't know what it is. He just – he for all this I heard, he was the greatest play caller in Ohio State history, which he still oh might be, honestly. Because he has his moments. But he gets, he goes so conservative so fast and without warning or without reason. It's so bizarre. It's just so bizarre some of his play calls. Like against Penn State, he tried those stupid bubble screens that got blown up every single time, and he kept calling and it never worked. And then you see in the fourth quarter, Ryan Day's like, oh, this is what's beating them. And then they started running those plays. Just throw the ball to Marvin Harrison Jr. It's working. That's He's just so inconsistent. And it's going to kill us one of these times this season. And it's going to be at a time that's going to hurt so bad. Whether it be against Michigan or in the playoffs. Those are the only two games I'd rather not lose. I mean, those are the if we lose any game, if we are to lose a game this season, like if it's already in stone that we're going to lose the game this season, I would rather it not be the semifinal or Michigan. They can lose any other game. That's a very interesting point because if they beat Michigan, then they qualify for the Big Ten championship, which could means care less if they lose that game, honestly. Well, well I mean, no, I that... could care because then they would probably be knocked yeah. out. Well, maybe yeah, yeah, not yeah. this year, but. Mm. Well, in my hypothetical. I, I don't know if a they... one loss Ohio State misses the playoff this year, no matter where the loss is. Oh, I, I think Tennessee. Or maybe if they lose to, uh, like, Indiana, but, you know, God God help Indiana. Well, th- that actually was my hypothetical. I, but That's what I was saying was. They lose to Indiana, beat Michigan, then win the national championship. I they still do have think, to go to add Maryland. I, I'm sorry, win the Big Ten championship. Uh, yeah, we'll do Maryland, sure, because that's Maryland's better than that's Indiana. So I guess that's more that's, a, that's an odd place to play. Uh, 
Oh, remember, it's 2018. It was 2018 where we all thought Michigan was going to beat Ohio State. Oh. Because Ohio State went to Maryland the week before. And the only reason they didn't win that game is because Maryland's quarterback overthrew the guy on a two-point conversion. We're like, oh, Michigan's going to win by 100. And then Ohio State won by 100. That was just the ultimate, um, like, Chase Bryce or whoever the Appalachian State quarterback is nowadays. Would do. Oh yeah, uh, I'm sorry. With North Carolina, week four. No, what team was it? Um, oh, it was North Carolina, wasn't it? North Carolina. Yeah, it was North Carolina. I just overthrew a wide open receiver for the final play of the game and lost. That was bad. That was so. Yeah, bad. that was him. But that was good. Uh, Chase Price is good. Point being, if Ohio State wins the Big Ten championship, can lose to Maryland and then beat Michigan, and then win the Big Ten, that's fine. But what you can't do right. is you cannot lose to Michigan because then you won't even get there in the first place. And uh, I'm, I'm saying you won't get to Indianapolis in the first place. Oh, oh okay. I'm and then, all right, off. fine, fine. We can have this discussion too. And, I, and it, it can be brief. Who has the better 11-1? You tell me. And were the loser what? of the Ohio State-Michigan game or Tennessee? Oh. Damn. Uh-huh. Because one of them beat Alabama and smoked right. LSU. And yes. the, other, but... the other beat Penn State. You know. They both beat Michigan State, too, so you can add that there. No, oh, and what is that worth this year? Well, you know, I don't know. Illinois, I say to, whooped them. To, to Illinois, probably worth a lot this year. To every other yeah, team, Michigan, not. If Michigan beats Illinois, that is a very quality win. Um, which That's I right. expect them to be Illinois. It's fucking bullshit that we're not giving an Illa buck this year. Right. Which we okay. haven't since 2017, my sophomore year. We haven't played Illinois. Poor shit. We were supposed to open the COVID year with them, and then they... I left that game after the first quarter, 28-7. Oh yeah, it was poor. Or maybe maybe 28 nothing. It was pouring. Uh huh. That was my last game I ever saw JT Barrett, so I wasn't going to ever leave that game. I didn't want to ever leave, but I, I think didn't want to go. I would lean. And I didn't want to stay. I would lean Tennessee. I would lean Tennessee. I I agree with you. Right. Yeah, God, but I just Tennessee just folded like a fucking omelet against a good defense. Well, I guess it's I guess your argument is it's and Tennessee does have their struggle game outside of the loss. They do have a struggle game this year, so keep that in mind. And it might be worse than any other team because it was against Pitt's backup quarterback. Suck. All right, but I will I lean Tennessee. Multiple struggle games. Keep that in mind. I will lean Tennessee. Uh, and Ohio State struggle game just came against Northwestern. Yes. Who is and worse it, than Pitt? Hold on. It played, yeah, during fucking Hurricane Katrina. No. Should have been able to. That does. Should have been able to run the ball over Northwestern is what I'm saying. I agree. I agree. That's I, Hey, I texted you during the Ohio State game and said, starting to get a little concerned about Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And that's where I am right now. All right. 
Because before, right, we... I never really had any concern. I thought they were just kind of sleepwalking. Fair. Well, Maryland's going to be an interesting yeah, test true, because yeah. I think Maryland is capable of being a good team, but not on any sort of consistent basis. So, you know, right. Yeah, we'll a good see. Michigan game. For like a couple quarters, I guess. But if the Maryland right. dude didn't drop the kickoff, the opening kickoff, and Michigan immediately scored a touchdown off of it, it would have been a close game. Anyway. All right, trivia time. Get into this trivia. Yes. All right, here you go. I'll ask I'm you gonna... – okay, so I'm going to ask you this question first. And if I feel like you're not even on the right track, I'm going to give you a hint because I think this actually might be an impossible question because okay. it's going to require you to just name a player who you – you definitely know this player, but it's been so long since he's, like, contributed – and he was kind of like a background like character that like okay, I'll just ask the question. <laughs> in twenty sixteen, the Indianapolis Colts, LOL to them, had a running back <laughs> run for seven touchdowns, but only had a hundred and sixty four total rushing yards that season. Um, okay, so it's uh a goal line. I will back. Give, I like I said, I can give you a hint if you want it. Because it's it's a really it's it's a tough question. This we are talking about a running back, right? Not like somebody, not like a linebacker who's playing running back. Yes, yeah, running back. Twenty sixteen with the Colts. Yes. Seven touchdowns, one hundred sixty some yards. Total um, yards on what do you have? He had forty seven total rushes that year. Uh, I, I'm I'm not close. Okay, I'll give you um, a hint. All right, go ahead. He played for Seattle. He started a few games for the Seattle Seahawks. Is it Christine? Yeah, in, Christine Michael in the early days of their dynasty, or dynasty, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's uh, well, it's. One or two, it's either Christine Michael or it's um, CJ Proce. No, it's CJ Proce's count. Hold on, I'm going to let somebody into the building. No, he's out. Bernie's sick. Um, let me see. Who would, uh, <laughs> he's out. He'll be all right. But um, gosh, let me think about this one. Um, the more I stared at this see, question, the more I felt bad because it's a tough question. I, I guess Christine Michael. The correct answer is Robert Turbin. Oh, yeah. He, um, remember, where did he go to? Yes, I do. Where'd actually, he go to school, Utah State. That's how I, I that. because he was he never really um, played all that much, to be honest. I thought he, I thought he played much, much better than this. When was he on my Cleveland Browns? <laughs> All right, hey. I don't remember that. Anyway. I'm I'm keeping tradition because we had a new sport debut this week. So I hope you were paying attention. Yeah, we did. Now, every team in the top 25 won in college basketball. Which team yeah. had the closest victory of the top 25? Because there was one team who snuck one out. 
Oh boy, I watch a lot of these games. I know brag, you were gambling. I, gam- I know you were gambling on them. College basketball. Uh, I don't know why I'm so good at it, but oh Jesus! Um, I don't even know if I can like name the top twenty-five to be honest. Take a I stab at it. Carolina's one, but. So this could have either been Tuesday or Wednesday, you said? Or Monday or Tuesday? Yes. Uh, Monday. This could, have, this could have been either Monday or Tuesday, you said? Uh, Monday. Monday, okay. There weren't any ranked teams out. played yesterday. Could you hear me that whole time? Because I kind of glitched out. Yeah, I could hear you. It's all good. Okay. But, uh... No ranked teams played yesterday. They were all Monday. That's right. I love Montana plus four, and they lost by 30. See, Gonzaga whooped whoever they were playing. Baylor crushed whoever they were. Mississippi Valley State because I had the over in that game. Uh, Kentucky crushed whoever they were playing. Duke handled their biz. Didn't hear much about is Virginia ranked? Oh wait, no, I I think I saw UCLA was struggling with like Sacramento Tech or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Real UCLA. It was TCU who was ah. a thirty they were a 35-point favorite to Arkansas Pine Bluff, and they beat them by one point. Oh, wow. Cleveland State lost to a Division II school, so that's cool. Yes, they did. I took um, notice of that. Notre Dame I College, a, baby. What's that? Notre Dame College. That's right. That, they lost oh, to a D2 school in Northern Illinois. Our, our, our beloved Mac had a school lose to a D2 school, Northern Illinois. Disgusting. It's disgusting. Um, my question. The Houston Astros just became the first team to clinch the World Series in its home ballpark since what team? Oh, it's been a Shout out to my Houston years. Astros future, by the way. Won the World Series at home. Clinched the World Series at home, yes. Well, hey, same thing. All right. Um, yeah, same thing. Gosh, I should know this because it's in the 2010s. It's not no, he's not Sandoval because he went to you know he fell to his knees or I guess fell on his back in Kansas City. Um, I should know 2013 because I was well. I'm not. I I now live in St. Louis, but they were in that World Series. Um, I can confirm that. Ooh, Giants swept the Tigers in 2012. But who had home field advantage for the first? All right, it's either the Giants or the Red Sox, I assume. There's no way this lasted that long. Uh, 
and I will well or the Cardinals in twenty eleven, it's also an option. Um Shoot, I know that one for a fact that the Cardinals won 2011 at home, but I feel like it's to say that it's been 11 years. Uh, There's more than that. I'll say... Um, Red Sox 2013. That is correct. Oh, let's go. All that right, didn't seem yeah. real to me until I did rattle them off in my head and I got sad like halfway through it. But continue. Well, I wonder which one you got sad on. Uh, all right, continue. Maybe yeah, couldn't stand watching the Rays lose. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right, who is Northwestern's all-time leader in passing yards? Oh. Trevor Simeon? I don't think it was. I don't know if he played that long. Oh no! Is it what's is that guy's name? Patrick Ramsey or whatever the fuck? God, what was his name? His last name was Ramsey. Is it not? Is his last name Ramsey? Let me tell me that. Uh, I will say his name is Peyton Ramsey. That's what that's who I was thinking of. I'll let you decide because I said Patrick Ramsey if I get that point or not. Did I lose you again? Oh, hello. I'm sorry. What's your yeah. uh, what, was, what was your answer? My name. My answer was Patrick Ramsey. Uh, so if you want to give me that point or not, is up to you. Uh, Peyton Ramsey. Played one yeah, season. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, so that, so I, I will give you I will give you Peyton Ramsey instead of Patrick Ramsey. Does that, That's what I was thinking of. Okay, uh, Peyton Ramsey spent one season at Northwestern before, or I guess after transferring from Indiana. It was Clayton Thorson. Oh, that wasn't even the right answer. No, he was twenty six. Oh, he only put. That's right. He's yeah. He trained because he played against. Yeah, I remember that. I remember it being odd. Like, wait, weren't you just at Northwestern? Because when he played Ohio State, what was what was the starter's name? What was the correct answer's name? Clayton Thorson. That's I. I do reckon. I do remember that name. Fuck. <laughs> I just got fixated, fixated on Ramsey because he threw for a lot of yards at Indiana. I think. Okay. So is it what's the score? It's one nothing me. We're heading into the final okay. round. Yeah. What team did LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers defeat in three straight years in the postseason from the years 2006 through 2008? So first edition team, first edition LeBron on the Cavs. Who did they beat in the playoffs three straight years? I'm. Oh man. It's this is a fun rivalry too. I I I am ninety nine percent sure. You know what? I'm not even gonna overthink it. Detroit Pistons. I I knew you were gonna either say that or the. I thought you would also would have said the Celtics. It was the Wizards. Oh, Gilbert Arenas. Yep, they had a little. Oh, who's the guy who? 
just used to hate LeBron on that team. Sean Stevenson, I think his name was. But there used to be a guy who just despised LeBron on that team, on that Wizards team. Those were fun games. Like, the Cavs whooped their ass, but those were fun games. Anyway. Future future Cavalier Antoine Jameson. No, it wasn't him. Uh, I mean, just he was on that team. Oh, yeah, he was on that team. All right, here you go. This this is the tie. Yes. All right, for which team was Jim Swartz the defensive coordinator before becoming head coach of the Detroit Lions? I knew he was with the Browns at one point, but I don't think he was ever their defensive coordinator. No, because he was there when Saban was there. Okay. In Cleveland? This must have been a long time yeah. ago. You remember that, like, those football life? documentaries NFL Network does. They did one on, like, the 94 Browns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, this is a blast single then... footage in my hometown, but... Yeah, he uh, shockingly became a member of the Ravens coaching staff right after being a member of the Browns coaching staff. Funny how that worked. Yeah. Well, no, the Ravens fired him. Uh, the Browns didn't fire him. Um, no, I, 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 I know. just want that on record. <laughs> yeah, completely completely different teams. Yes. Can you answer the question again or ask the question again? I forgot it. For which team was Jim Swartz the defensive coordinator yeah. before becoming the head coach of the Detroit Lions? I will tell you he became the coach of the Lions in 2009, so before that. Okay. So where has he been? Where I think he was with the Eagles. He was with – he was the Bills defense coordinator one time. Maybe – I think he was just with the Eagles and Bills. I'll go with the – I'll go with the – actually, he was just recently the Eagles head co- or defense coordinator, so I'll go with the Bills. I'm impressed that you remember the Bills because I didn't, but – those were both after his stint in Detroit. It was the Tennessee Titans. Ah, ah I don't remember that. Let me pull up that Browns coaching staff real quick. 1995. I think it was 94. Because they had some guys. They had some names on that list. Bill Belichick, um, obviously. Kirk Ferentz. Oh, my gosh. Um, Nick Saban. I feel like they had more, but maybe along the years they added more. But I think Jim Caldwell was there during that time. Anyway, you had, we had to. Wait, Rick Venturi. This, um, is Rick Venturi the Colts guy? I'm, I'm looking oh, at Oh, yeah, Eric Mangini. What, what year are you on? I'm on 94. I'm on 94, too. Where's Mangini at? Or actually, I'm on 95 right now. Is Venturi on there? Rick Venturi? On 95, yeah, he's their defensive coordinator. Really? I we, We've interviewed him on our radio show, like, two weeks ago. Really? Yeah, because he used to be... No, he didn't play for the Rams. He, yeah, because he, he was the defensive coordinator for the Rams, so that's why I don't know that was his St. Louis connection, and he our host just knew him. That's that's crazy, but all right. Well, 
Actually, you know what? Going through old coaching staffs is a good time. Yes, it is. And uh, we will do more of that later. That that might be our. Uh, our yeah, we can theme. do that next week. We'll, we'll have to do. We don't, a, uh, we don't. We don't even acknowledge the NFL at this point. So. No, uh, no, because college football is too interesting, and um, yeah, and, yeah Bills, Bills, and although just Saturday, uh, although just Saturday, that is an all-time hilarious hire. That is a celebrity like Pro Bowl Deion Sanders. That is Michael Irvin hire. That is elitist to C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young hire. Yeah, that is not a serious hire, and I'm. I'm shocked that some people are actually getting like super up in arms about it because it's literally not that serious, which, yeah. Sorry, Jim Ursay, but, um, I don't think you're, uh, I, I don't think there's any, anything really deep rooted in this other than he just wants the season to be over. All right. Uh, I gotta go. And so do you, and we're going to have fun and we're going to take care. Cause then we're going to watch a lot of college football. Um, uh, too late for CCF next week. The, See ya. Watch that game. All right. Peace.